What's up, everyone? My name is B, and you are listening to the Brand Eye Podcast. This podcast talks about navigating our 20-somethings, the good, the bad, and the ugly parts of our journeys, and learning to embrace every part of your story, because your life is your brand, and so many people would benefit from just seeing you live authentically. No one has all of the answers. We're all trying to figure it out. In a previous episode, I shared that I felt like this new year, um, this new age of 27, would be a time of post-traumatic growth for me. And I truly do believe that. I feel proud because I feel like I'm finally at a turning point. I'm starting to come out of this like little dark place that I was in, and I'm starting to see things get a lot better. My mood is changing. I'm becoming more hopeful and more confident about what could be. I have also noticed that I have struggled to follow through with goals. So when thinking about goals that I would like to set for this new season in my life, I am struggling a little bit and very apprehensive because It feels that when I'm making progress in my life with anything, I get comfortable and then revert back to where I was. Um, And I've been afraid of setting goals for that reason. So for example, when I am looking at my goals concerning my health and eating healthier and a more whole diet... I find that I do so well with logging my food and, um, you know, just eating things in moderation. And then once I start to get real comfortable and notice that I'm meeting or closer to meeting some of the goals that I set for myself, I tend to get a little more comfortable and excited and I'm a lot less vigilant. So I start indulging in more or attending more happy hours or I'm less concerned with meeting those goals. And then when I get off track, then I go to a place where I realize I'm off track and I binge and I say, okay, well, I might as well just continue eating the way that I wanted to eat because I already messed up and I'm going to have to restart tomorrow or on Monday. Um, so I might as well just enjoy my life while I can. It's like I, I'm afraid because I feel like I, I'm afraid to let go because I feel like I'm going to miss out. Or if I don't indulge in that moment, I'm going to miss out. And it's even manifested itself in relationships and what I choose to invest my time and money into. So when I think about what is the root of the choice that I'm choosing to make right now. I've come to realize that I have a more punitive view of fate and how the world works. I believe that one wrong move and I have made a decision that will ruin my life forever. And I tend to operate um, in that fear. And that is something that causes me to make a lot of decisions. So... Like I said, it's time for me to set new goals and I'm nervous. I don't want to let myself down and I don't want to be let down by the world around me or by God or by fate or by anything. And it even affects the way that I view some of my goals because 
it feels that some of these goals are not, I, I can't achieve them. And even though I know that if I were talking to a friend and they were asking me for encouragement, I would tell them, oh, you can definitely do it. Go for it. But I can't apply that same encouragement to myself. So I spoke with my therapist about this because she was also asking me to think about what goals I would like to meet for this year of therapy. And I just shared my concerns with her about my uh, my habit of regressing. I call it regressing because I don't know what else to call it, but it's just, you know, I get so excited at the sight of any kind of progress and then get real comfortable. And she brought up the idea of a scarcity mindset, which I had never heard of that. And I found out that it's when you're hyper-focused on the things that you lack. So whether it be time, money, opportunities, whatever that looks like for you. And some of the um, characteristics of the scarcity mindset are always feeling behind in life. Um, Bills and other responsibilities piling up, which I'm always putting something off. I love procrastinating (laughs) and I'm getting better at it, but it's still hard. Overscheduling yourself and saying yes to opportunities that aren't right for you because you're afraid that another one won't come. And when I think about all of those characteristics, which these aren't all of the scarcity mindset characteristics, but I chose a few that I really resonate with and that have been some of the determining factors of the decisions that I've made. And I do usually feel behind and I wake up in the morning thinking about the billion things I have to do and I go to bed thinking about the things that I have to do so much so that it actually affects my sleep. And prior to learning about the scarcity mindset, I actually thought that this was just normal and that it was healthy. But it being brought to my attention has made me really think about, are these healthy practices? And I've also tried to assess what resources I have available in my life. And I have so many, but I tend not to use them because I view life through um, the lens of scarcity. And I'm a little more pessimistic, but I was having dinner with my friend Taylor this past weekend. And I always love chatting with her because she has an abundance mindset, which is the exact opposite of a scarcity mindset. I laugh because I admire how real and authentic and um, confident Taylor is. Because when I talk to her, you know, she'll talk about her friends and she'll say, you know, I'm only investing in friendships that means something to me. Or when she talks about dating, she's just so content with the future. She doesn't mind curving a man because she doesn't like something about him, but she just is so sure of herself and sure of the world around her that she knows that another opportunity is going to come or another friend is going to come. And even though it may be hard to let go of some friendships, she's also able to honor the fact that you may be lonely for a little bit, it may suck, but that's okay because you'll get through it. And it was just so funny that I was able to notice this difference in her mindset and mine because 
it was a few few days prior to our conversation that I actually learned about the scarcity mindset and that I may um, be struggling with that. So when my therapist brought up the idea of the scarcity mindset, I thought about how I could move forward in a way that would be beneficial to me. So between now and my next therapy appointment, I have decided to identify areas in my life where I view life possibilities and opportunities as limited and how that may be impacting me. And it has been a very interesting process and time for me because one, I feel just appalled, honestly, um, because as soon as my therapist started explaining the scarcity mindset to me, I thought back to conversations that I would have with my mother. And I remember even as a kid, I started overeating out of fear. I grew up in a house with three older siblings. I would wake up extra early and go eat my favorite cereal, but I would eat as much as possible before my siblings ate it all. Or when I would go to the nail salon with my mom, I would get so stressed out because my thought would be, I what if I don't like the color or the style? So I would always stick with the same colors and the same shape and the same styles. And my mom would always say, Brandy, if you don't like it, it's okay. It's absolutely fine. And I would say, no, it's not because then I'm stuck with it. But then she would tell me, no, I will just bring you back to the nail salon and you can get your color changed or you can change the style. And that would help me. But I've noticed that that's how I view a lot of things in my life and that I'm starting to wonder if this has been a mindset that I've had since I was a child and one that has um, fueled a lot of the decisions that I've made or one that has encouraged me to tolerate certain things in my life because I'm afraid of what, what might happen. If I set boundaries, then I'm pushing everyone away and then I'm not going to even have any good friends. So I might as well just hold on to friendships that aren't as mutually beneficial anymore. And since I have taken time to assess where I may be looking at life through the lens of limits I've noticed that I have so much clutter in my life, in my physical space and just in all other aspects of my life. And it was funny because I called my sister after therapy and I was explaining this whole scarcity mindset thing to her. And then she was laughing and was like, well, I did kind of want to have a conversation with you because I'm afraid that you were becoming a hoarder. That caught caught me off guard because I really don't like clutter. And I was like, when you come over to my place, you don't see clutter. Well, I don't think you see clutter. So I'm like, what do you mean? And she explained that whenever she goes to my dad's condo, she sees that I have all of this stuff in my old room. And it's stuff from undergrad, it's stuff from my childhood, but it's even like shoes and clothes and stuff that I don't even wear or think about. 
but I always hold on to it. And when she would ask me, is this trash? I can throw it away. I would always respond like, no, not at all. I need that. Or even um, after losing my mom, she had noticed that I hold on to things that I don't need, but they were my mom's um, or my mom gave them to me. And even though I just like put them in the back of the closet, now I'm afraid to let go of those items because I think that, well, when I think about why, I think that I'm afraid that I'll forget my mom or I'll forget the memories that came with it. And she really offended me when she said that. When my sister said all of that, it offended me and I had to take a second. But then literally 30 seconds later, I realized Ooh, she's absolutely right. I may not feel, I think I just feel guilty because I know it's true. And I also learned in therapy the difference between guilt and shame, where guilt is actually not a bad thing, but this is something or an emotion that encourages you to make amends or to be better. Whereas shame is something that you carry around with you um, and you hide it because you don't, you're embarrassed of it. And she explained that guilt and shame are actually cousins, but guilt, there's nothing wrong with it. It could actually help you grow as a human being. And I found that fascinating because in that moment, I felt a sense of guilt and shame. I felt guilt because I know that I've been holding on to things that I probably don't need in my physical space, but I felt shame because I think about all of the things and people in my life that I and opportunities that I've held on to that aren't mutually beneficial. They're actually pretty unhealthy, but I hold on to them because I'm afraid of the future. I'm afraid that this will be the end of the oppor- this will be the end of the opportunities that come my way. So not only am I holding on to all these physical things, but now I'm holding on to things emotionally. And it's what I tend to do. It's and I tend to have trouble saying no. I have trouble saying no when it comes to hanging out with people because I feel like, well, they're not going to want to be my friend anymore, essentially, and I'm letting them down. So I know that I don't have the capacity to really hang out with these people or, you know, to really participate in these plans, but I'm going to overcommit myself and overschedule myself so that I'm not letting anyone down and I'm not missing out on opportunities. Because if I say no to this opportunity, they'll never invite me to hang out again. And saying that out loud, it sounds pretty ludicrous. But when I think about it, it feels very real. It feels very true. And that feels like my reality. So I'm anticipating that this is going to be quite a journey for me because um, unlearning some of my behaviors and really getting to the root of some of my decisions is going to be a lot harder than I thought. Because even when my sister was very honest and she was so sweet about it. She wasn't coming from a place of judgment, but she was leading with curiosity and I felt attacked. And then I realized I probably feel attacked because I think that it is actually something that's true. So where I've noticed the scarcity mindset manifests itself in my life is definitely um, one in 
my eating habits or my leading a healthy lifestyle because the way that I've learned well, when working with my nutritionist, he always says there's no such thing as a quote unquote, no food. You can have whatever you want. It's just about moderation. And, and I've realized that I've been struggling because I have viewed this journey as all or nothing pass fail. So if I overindulge, then I failed. But if I didn't, and I stayed the course perfectly, then I'm doing well. But that's been actually really detrimental for me in the end because what happens is when I do overindulge and then I feel bad about myself and I'm being really hard on myself, then I say, well, there's always tomorrow to reset. So I'm just going to live like life like it's golden now and eat whatever I want. And I start binging on the junk food that I had been trying to learn to eat in moderation. So it's actually a lot better to just define moderation for myself, but also working with my nutritionist to make sure that moderation does not mean it's not too limiting. It's not unrealistic, but it is a definition that allows for me to also eat things I enjoy while also working towards my goals. And the way that I view life, that it's like the total opposite. I think that you have to work hard and you have to suffer, but you know, it'll be worth it in the end. And while I think that I have conditioned myself to believe that you have to punish yourself or accountability looks like punishment um, or tough love, I found that there's not been a time where I've been successful in using that mindset to meet any of the goals that I have set. And it's been really interesting because when I just take stock of what I have, the resources that I have, what I possess, all of that um, in my physical space, I see that there is so much that I don't need that I have. You know, I have like pictures that children that I used to work with drew me and I love the children. I'm not saying that the pictures aren't great. They're just so beautiful. But do I really need them? I have notebooks from undergrad that I am afraid to throw away or planners because I remember writing notes in them or I think that some of them represent some really cool memories that I have Um I look at, you know, just different pieces of mail that I have held on to for so long, but I don't even really need them. But I'm afraid that one day I'm possibly going to need them. Um, I have old markers that I know don't work the way that they used to, but I still have them. And when I look at my place now, because moving to the city, I had to downsize pretty significantly. And I always say like, man, I wish I had more space. But I think about all of this quote unquote junk that I have that is neatly placed in different parts of my apartment. And they look like they are in place and that they're supposed to be there. But I really don't need them. And I'm like, man, there would be, there's just so much space and opportunity in this apartment But because I am dead set on holding on to 
these things, these quote unquote memories are just what are really just pieces of junk. I'm missing out on that space. It's taking up space and it's also stifling my creativity because what could be, you know, a where a, a plant could be somewhere is actually where there are some books maybe or some shoes that I don't ever wear. And I've tried to think about how do I know if something is essential? And then I realized if I haven't thought about it in 90 days, do I really need it? I have so many clothes in my closet that I do not wear. And I'm never buying new clothes really. Or when I do buy new clothes, they still have the tag on them because I forget that they're there because I can't see everything because there's so many clothes. And to me, I'm afraid to throw them away. Even clothes that I wore when I was heavier, I'm afraid to throw some of those pieces out because one, I either spent a good amount of money on them or two, there's a thought of, well, what if I gain weight and then I have nothing to wear at all and I only have clothes that fit my current size. But the reality is it takes a while to actually gain weight, just like it takes a while to lose it. It takes a while to gain it. And maybe I'll also be more encouraged to continue on this health journey because I'm embracing this new reality of mine. I am acknowledging the fact that this is my new normal and that there is there are more opportunities and there's hope for the future that I will continue on the path that I'm on. I'm not holding on to my past or thinking that um, this growth is limited or that it's scarce. Rather, I know that there are endless opportunities for me to continue to meet my goals. If I am brave enough to throw certain things away that I am still holding on to, I am acknowledging that those might have been some very beautiful memories, but I also have the room and the ability to create more memories and use more sentiment or invest in more sentimental items for my home that can remind me of where I'm at now. I forgot what I was reading, but I read something and um, the author had advised the reader to put up post-it notes throughout their home that have the phrase, I'm very grateful for this moment on them. And that would help maintain a level of gratitude um, that we may be lacking. So I was like, okay, that's corny, but I'm going to try it. And I put those post-it notes in various places throughout my home um, that I'm usually in and that I usually see. And it's so funny because when I look down and look at these post-it notes and I see I'm very grateful for this moment, I really do feel a surge of happiness and gratitude run through me. And it's like, a constant reminder for me. And in those moments after I read the post-it, naturally I've started just taking a moment to think about like, wow, I am actually really grateful for this moment because 
the younger Brandy never thought that she would make it to where she is now or be as happy as she is now, but I actually am happy. And I may be stressed, but I'm very grateful for this moment because the stress that is actually coming with this moment is, you know, what comes with the journey of what I asked for. And so it's a very nice reset for me. I remember when... I was first going through my breakup the first few months. I was just having trouble with the idea of letting go. And during the breakup, I had moved all of the pictures of my ex and I to a hidden album. I had moved all of the stuff that he gave me into a box and hid that box because I thought, well, if we get back together, you know, I'll still have this, so I don't want to get rid of it completely. And one day I forgot what happened, but I just felt something say it was time for me to give myself the opportunity to exist in this moment and this season and let go of the past. And I was so afraid because I thought, well, what if we get back together? Then we won't have those memories anymore. And something that came to mind, I was having this whole conversation with myself. That's what I do. You know, judge me if you want, but it's what I do. But I remember just kind of thinking, well, even if you do get back together, this is a season in your life that is no longer. It ended. So if you do all, if you all do get back together, you're not even giving the new relationship that you two are, um, trying out a chance because you'll be so focused on what was and how things were. And you may be trying to, you know, um, replicate that relationship. And then I realized just because it may be that we are two of the same people, you know, we have a history going back into a relationship doesn't mean that we have to be the exact same people because we broke up for a reason. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get rid of everything. So I threw away all of these pictures. I threw away, you know, a love letter and just various things um, that were given to me because I thought I committed to the fact that if we do get back together I'm committing to new beginnings. If we don't get back together, I'm still committed to new beginnings. But I don't know what the future holds, but there are going to be memories more beautiful than those that I felt would be the last beautiful memories I ever experienced with another man. It was horrifying because I don't have men writing me love letters every day or I don't have some of the memories that we built together, I don't get those every day. And they meant a lot to me. But I had to think about what what is the benefit of holding on to them. And there is a difference between treasuring and honoring and valuing memories and hoarding certain representations of what might be a great memory. And it's fascinating because as we rebuild a friendship, I'm noticing that I am open to the possibilities and what might happen in the future, whatever that looks like. Friends, not friends, getting back together. I'm open and I'm not using the past to try to force 
something or force what our new beginning looks like. Rather, I'm just open and then there's just so much space and opportunity. And just if we don't get back together, that doesn't mean that both of us won't experience happiness. And it's interesting because I think about the moments when I was holding on to those physical items um, that represented what was. And when I was dating people during that time, I never gave them a fair shot. It was always the comparison game. I also spent so much time focusing on the past and trying to recreate these feelings or memories that I had that I was unable to open myself to anything new. I was holding on to situations that really I knew were not for me, but I felt a sense of guilt and fear. And I was thinking if I let go and say no to any opportunity that isn't right for me, I'm going to be alone forever or I'm going to miss out on something good. So my hoarding of older memories then actually caused me to begin hoarding different opportunities or holding on to situations and friendships that were no good for me at all, at all, at all, and did not make me happy. But then when I was able to let go of things, I saw that I was just open and I was giving people a fair shot. I was giving myself a fair shot, but I was also learning how to exist in the moment and not allow what was to crowd and hoard the free space and the happiness that I had moving into these new spaces in my life. And getting rid of the pictures and um, the love letters or whatever else was hard in the moment and it hurt during that moment. But once I was done and came out on the other side, I was more hopeful for what was to come in my life. I wasn't stuck in what was, but I was ready for what is happening right now and also open to what may happen in the future, whatever that looks like. I stopped trying to define my future for myself and I started allowing myself to just be present in the moment and allow for the idea that happiness can come in different ways or just because an opportunity didn't work out doesn't mean that we have to cling to those memories but you can honor them and the lessons that they brought while also creating new memories, whatever that looks like. But I am learning and it's still a journey and I think it will be a journey for a long time because I'm only at the beginning. I'm only in the space where I have been able to identify this and now I'm trying to see where it happens and in what areas of my life it's happening. And I even try to let go of things even when I'm just doing dishes. So if I notice that I have a dish that I don't use or a container that's getting older, I've now decided to throw it out. And that's what I love about my friend that I was talking about earlier, Taylor, is 
she's able to do that. She's able to be okay with leaving empty spaces in her life because she is hopeful for the future. She's aware that she's deserving of more than what she's being given in that moment. So how can we look at the jobs that we take or the people that we hang out with or the opportunities that we say yes to and feel okay with saying no, not feeling bad about it, rather understanding that there's so much value and so much opportunity that exists in the world and that we are valuable enough to draw the line or to say, no, thank you. And even in my interview with Caleb last week, I think that he alluded to that as well as he didn't have the sense of urgency or the need to hoard or hold on to people out of fear of being alone, or he didn't, you know, stay in one place um, geographically because he was afraid to take that leap of faith and move out of state. Rather, he understood that it's a learning process, that life is really just a journey and we are meant to live that life and go on that journey because how can we learn or grow or truly know what makes us happy as human beings? And I'm really eager to see how my mindset is going to shift when I create new or create more space in my physical space by getting rid of what was and leaving room for what is and what is to come. Because sometimes I go to bed stressed or feeling overwhelmed if I look in a corner and just see too much. So I look at my bookshelf right now and I see too many notebooks that I really don't need and I haven't opened in years. And do I really remember everything that's in them? Probably not. It may be nice to go through those pages every once in a while, but I really don't. And I'm always afraid that the knowledge that I, you know, gained in undergrad or grad school or different meetings, I'm going to need them one day and I'm not going to have them. But if I'm being realistic, none of these notebooks are dated, organized, nothing. They're just there. And knowing myself, I'm not going to open each and every notebook when I'm looking for something and just go through all of the pages and then my attention span is so short. So in most of my notebooks, it's just like doodles and drawings um, during times that I was really bored in a meeting or in class. So I am going to challenge you and myself well, if this is something that you struggle with holding on to things that you could easily let go of and that you don't necessarily need is to spend time in one area of your life. So it could be assessing friendships or it could be a physical space like your closet and throwing out things that no longer have value in your life. In episode two of this season, my self-love matters episode, I talked about how a psychologist suggested that if receiving gifts is your love language, then one way to practice this is by only buying things that you're passionate about so that your space is filled with positive vibes and things that represent you and the season that you're in and the opportunities to come. And I think that that's something that is so important to think about. And it keeps coming up in my mind when I think about 
how much clutter I actually have in my physical, spiritual, and emotional space. And ever since the whole scarcity thing has been brought to my attention, I'm noticing clutter. It's like clutter everywhere and I don't need half of this stuff. But why am I holding on to it? If it's something that my mother gave me, which there's nothing wrong with me holding on to certain things, but if it's just going to sit in the back of my closet and collect dust, then maybe it would better represent her legacy if I donated it to charity or did something more useful with it rather than just holding on to it and forgetting about it until I get to the back of my closet every three years and then remember it. And I think that the more that we begin to recognize what we have or we create space, um, then we'll start to see new possibilities and we'll start to see what can happen when we're open. And having an abundance mindset is such a beautiful thing. I don't even have that mindset, but um, the times where I have adopted that mentality... I've been much happier and I'm practicing more self-compassion because I'm not constantly focused on my past and clinging to everything from my past because that gets tiring. It starts to feel very stale when I'm just, you know, stuck in one season of my life that's no longer relevant to the current season. Then I feel like a failure and then I look like, you know, I look at myself all crazy because I feel that I haven't grown. And even with the clothes that I was talking about of being afraid to let go of clothes that were too big, then it's this like self-fulfilling prophecy where I'm like, see, I knew that I really hadn't made that much progress. And my mom used to always tell me, when I would lose weight, like get rid of that because you're just going to keep wearing it and you're not going to be able to see how far you've actually come. And I would roll my eyes like, okay, you're just being extra, but it's so true. When we're holding on to things and we're, uh, you know, forcing ourselves to limit ourselves and we don't have hope, then we're stuck looking at where we are and seeing that as an end all be all. And that's how I am a lot is I will put a cap on my happiness or um, my progress because I think that, you know, if I don't hold on to this now or if I don't value this now, then I will never, I'll just be disappointed and regret it because I won't have this in the future. And I'll be angry with myself that I didn't take advantage of this amazing opportunity or I didn't protect it or preserve it. Um because, you know, it's it's really hard. It's a really scary feeling and thought to think about letting go of sentimental things in our lives. It's very scary and very intimidating. But I know that the more that we start to practice it, the better that it will get, especially as we start to navigate and work on becoming more authentic and vulnerable we'll start to find meaning in who we were and excitement for who we are becoming. And that's what it's all about. Unbecoming the standards that we feel that we should set and becoming who we want to be and going through the journey of self-discovery. So my quote for the week is by H.G. Chisel, and it is, 
Clutter is the physical manifestation of fear that cripples your ability to grow. And my question of the week is, what has clutter in any aspect of your life prevented you from achieving? Thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe and check in with me and let me know how you're doing. All right, have a great week.